Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast. Mondays are weird, aren't they? <laughs> they are weird. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Weird Monday? Do you think it was a weird Monday? It was a strange Monday. I felt weird because I feel like I didn't get enough sleep on you the weekend. You packed a lot into your weekend. Well, we did too much, although we didn't do much yesterday. I mowed the lawns. Well, we're gonna, we might talk about that later in the week. <laughs> yeah, I think we probably should. Uh, today's show was great, though. We chat with you, Hobart, on your text line 0488881073. We also look to a forecast for the week. You won't believe what's happening this weekend for the long weekend. Plus, we talked with Peter Forty Ford. And what did you think of Abby Green, the ambassador of the Tasmania Football Club? Well, there's talent right there. There certainly is. Here's what you missed. Triple M Breakfast. Big weekend for you, Kaz. Oh, it was huge. Huge. We will get to that. But we want to hear from you, Hobart, most of all. Text us what you did on the weekend, 0488 We've already got one from Braden at the Claremont Golf Club. He says, good morning, guys. Hope everyone's weekend was great. Braden. And he sent in a picture of the clubhouse, the 19th hole, as it's called, Kaz. Oh, okay. I'm getting getting a bit more up with your sports talk. Now I'm learning. We're going out there to play a round round of golf? Yeah. Is it called a round? How long? I only want to be like. You want to 20 be... minutes, so I've got attention span. Well, maybe, not... maybe we'll talk to the guys at the Claremont Golf Club and try and get us a cart, because then at least <gasps> you'll have some fun in the cart. Oh, yes. And maybe we'll only do nine holes. Is Don't that 20, 25 minutes? A little bit longer. Okay. Oh, I'm not a good golfer, but we'll give, I, think it's, I think it's good for you to get involved. Now, then you'll be able to go golfing with Adrian. He won't let me go. Your husband? No. He won't let do, you go? Is that, do, uh, is that a male thing, though? Do a lot of... Guys not let their partner go to golf because they get a whole day away from their wife, like think, Adrian's doing. I think their golf is their their sort of time. Like I can't, oh. I don't have the I don't have the mental capacity to do not eighteen holes. I probably I could, but I keep thinking about what else I could be doing outside of playing <laughs> golf. Keen to yeah. go and have a go though. Yes, and I, I I think you'd enjoy it. But I when people really say. Good. I'm on the 19th hole. So if Adrian's rang you and said, sorry, I'm, I'm on the 19th hole, it's the last hole, he's in having a few bevos. You're spilling the male secrets, partner secrets. No, male and a... female. Females could be on the 19th hole. They, they could be. They could be. We've got a massive show today. We're going to talk about all things weekend. We're going to speak to an ambassador for the Tasmania Football Club. We're also going to look at the weather because it's a little bit chillsome today. In Hobart. Is that a word? Well, Chilsom. Hmm. Producer Rhea, is Chilsom a word? I'm pretty sure it is a word. Chilsom. Chilsom? Let me get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's Triple M Breakfast. Let's go to the phones quickly. Kevin from Moona. Good morning, Kevin. G'day, mate. How are you? What's going on? Just, uh, as I said, big shout out to Brighton's Best Bakehouse. They should rename it. South Tasmania's best or Tasmania's best, they are magic people. <laughs> Good on you, Kevin. That's and, a... and the other thing is, 
uh, a word to all the tradies who tromp in there for uh, morning smoke and lunch. Clean their bloody boots first. They they top dress the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Top dresser for them, aren't we? Going yeah. the lawn in there, Kev. I, I, I was going to go out and get me me square mouth shovel and broom out of the bus and, and clean up for the poor buggers. The, the, the ladies and gents in there don't need all the mud and crap on the floor. You're a good man, Kev. Take it easy, mate. Hello. Kev from <laughs> Moon has called us on one triple three five three. You can too. But right now, producer Rare from the Triple M Producers Desk. Good morning. Good morning. How What's, are we going? You're here to give us a news update. What's making news? I am. So opposition leader Rebecca White has challenged the Premier to set a date for the next election. There's been speculation for months that it's going to be happening any time now. But Jeremy Rockcliffe has said all along the election will be in next year. So we're thinking May of next year. No. It's, it's due on or before Saturday the 28th of June 2025. No, it's happening this year. Do you reckon? Oh, I'm 25th of May. There you go. I reckon it'll be 25th. Well, is that a Saturday? I don't know. Let's let's figure that Are out. Are you saying that I'm the saying, Premier is lying to us? No, I'm saying that there will be <laughs> on the 25th of May an election. I don't know. Do you oh, have intel? You no, I've got it. no intel. I think this is happening. I think this is happening. I think it is just what is going to go on, and that's that. I just think that the government are in a little bit of, not disarray, but they are struggling to keep up with Lara Alexander and John Tucker Mm -hmm. jumping off the Liberal team Mm -hmm. and becoming independents for Bass and Lyons, and I think the election will be this year. 25th of May, I don't know why I pulled that out. I think it's my sister-in-law's birthday. <laughs> 17th of May. That's someone else we know's birthday, isn't it? Yeah, yes. 17 May. <laughs> but Beck White is basically saying that she'd like to see him set a date because everyone's talking about it. It's yeah. causing chaos. It's sort of a big distraction from the things that really matter. Um, she said rather than causing all this speculation and chaos it would be good to see the government focusing on helping families with cost of living, helping kids get back to school, fixing our health system and helping more people into housing. And the Premier has said, he sort of just basically shut it down. He said, I'm focused on growing our economy, supporting Tasmanians, focusing on areas which are important and cost of living as well and access to those essential services that Tasmanians care about and deserve, such as healthcare. So he's he's been, been pretty firm and I think if he was to come yeah. back and call it earlier, I think a lot of people would sort of, you also, know, I also I think it won't be the first time a Premier said there won't be an election and there and will be an election. election. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to some good news. Gold. Some gold for us, Rao. So Shipbuilder Incat is hiring its biggest ever intake of apprentices. Awesome. 15 apprentices will be joining the team, three of which are women, which is really cool in such a male-dominated industry. Um, they had a record number of applicants apply and they'll be working on the world's first zero emissions ferries. How good? How good Work. is that? How good? Love that. Love that there's more females getting into apprenticeships as well and the uh, building and construction and all that sort of stuff. It's wonderful stuff. And I know that uh, NCAT are doing their best to try and get to that zero emission uh, ferries that can run off electricity and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's wonderful. Cool. Excellent. And I'm sure that'll open up new avenues for all different sorts of apprenticeships too. So terrific news. Producer Rare, always good to chat. Anytime. We've had some arguments off air about words. Sometimes you come out with some really good words, Tubes, but I'm not quite sure that they are actually... I said it's going to be chillsome today and the top of 16. 
that's not summer weather. And you said, that's not a word, Tubes. Chilsome. Well, we have a wonderful producer, Rhea, who has done some Googling. Yeah, I'm an expert in Googling. Uh, Chilsome is a word. It's an adjective which means uncomfortably or unpleasantly cold or chilly. Oh, that feels like me right at this very moment. (laughs) (laughs) It is archaic, though, it does say. What does that mean, archaic? It's an old person's word. Can you... Can you quickly Google? Is that a word? Okay. Archaic. Yeah, everything's archaic. All right. It's I know, archaic. I know, I know what archaic means. But I don't think describing me as archaic is overly couth. Well, I'm not chulesome. Yeah, I don't I am. think couth is a... Uncouth? Couth? Oh, wow. It's educational on Monday morning. Now we're going yeah, to be reading the dictionary for <laughs> the next half an hour. Uh, send us in your photos, Hobart. We want to see where you are right now. Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three. Send us in a picture. You'll get a ticket in the two tickets in the meat tray. Uh, Braden's already done it for the golf course. We should try and play golf next week. Yes. Or this week. What would I wear? What do you wear to golf? Active wear. Oh, athleisure. Athleisure wear. Athleisure wear. Or yeah. Send us in your pictures. Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three, and we'll guess where you are. It's We, on Friday, had to go shopping. Well, I accidentally went shopping. Well, you accidentally went shopping, but I had to take my young fella, Ray, to get his school shoes. So he's busted through his runners at uh, daycare and he's got some new shoes ready for school. So I took him up to the running edge and (laughs) you'd messaged our Triple M Breakfast group here and said... Hi, guys, I've accidentally gone shopping again. And I said, oh, we're in town too. And sent you a photo of my young fella, Ray, who's four. four and uh, he's he would not take his Hobart International headband off. He had the sweatband on, <laughs> would not take it off. But what, I, what amazed me, Kaz, is that you guessed where we were based on the background of the shop. And, like, the shop, to be fair, only has shoes on, a on like, a I wall. Know. It's like a gift, isn't it? So you can guess where people are by just one photo of a street, a road, a, road. a back yeah. street, a view. I can I have that same skill, but if you so Hobart, send us in, text us in oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three, a photo of an obs- it doesn't have to be obscure, just of you in a shop. It could be Kmart or you could be in a supermarket or you a shopping centre, can- and I. I'm sure, if unless it's like really bizarre, I'll be able to pick the shop, if not the location of the shop or shopping centre, the same way tubes can identify a country, highways. a highway, a street. It's w- a gift. Would you be able to tell which came out? Oh, if there were... Telltale signs. Yes, Send us in your pictures signs. anyway, Hobart, what you got up on to the weekend. I love picking <laughs> on where, where you are in the roads. Kaz, you had a little bit of a slip. I did. It's good to see kids outside though, Tubes. It so is. If your kids are outside playing, it's a win and not inside on the devices. Mm-hmm. My eight-year-old son, Alex, from Father Christmas, got this thing called Kid in a Bubble. So essentially what it is, it's a massive big bubble. Blower. Blower. Big ring, like a big. So it's about, what size is that? Half a metre across. Yep. And you dip it in the bubble solution and it makes these massive big bubbles and the kid can stand in the middle of the the ring and it puts a kid in a bubble. 
Do you remember these sort of things were like something you saw a busker doing? Yes. The globalisation and making things cheaper has ruined busking for someone because so you now, can get these things now. You can buy them in a box. Yeah. So we were at a party on my husband and I on Saturday night. Happy birthday, Heidi. Mexican theme. I thought she was 50. She's actually 60. That's, you know. Yeah, classic. Classic. So we got home quite early because we're quite old and Alex is outside playing kid in a bubble. Win-win. He's not in front of the telly. Right. Loving it. So he's, mum, come down and stand in the bubble. Off I go, you know, confidently walking across our back deck. What shoes have you got on? Uh, Heels? Oh, I think I had a nice little neat wedge. <laughs> right. I'd just been to a party. Of course. So I'm clomping along the back deck, then bang. Do you know like cartoons where you're almost parallel in the air because your legs go from under you, fell up into the sky probably two to three metres. Legs going round and round like Wiley Coyote. Absolutely. Yep. Thumped back onto the deck, slipped on the bubble mixture. Of course you did. Now, I don't know if you know this, Tubes, I'm a little bit dramatic. So I clearly thought I had broken every bone in my body. Is that because of the noises that as you fell? <laughs> yes. And I'm old. My bones are probably brittle. I thought I'd done a hip. <laughs> so right. I'm calling out. My mum's watching the whole thing. She's a helicopter mum. She's the original helicopter mum. So she's panicking because, you know, I, I, I'm not moving. Yeah, just because. I'm not moving because I'm overly dramatic. And because you're a grown adult doesn't mean she's still not a helicopter <laughs> mum. That's right. I'm yelling out to my husband, help, help, you know. Alex is just sort of looking at me thinking, you know, I think he was actually kicking me so I would get up. <laughs> yeah. Then I start moving things slowly, like, okay, my fingers aren't broken, my ankles aren't broken. I've broken a hip because I he heard something go crack, but I think it was just my neck or my Being back. Being old, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or my wedges. I was fine. I'm Okay. I'm waiting for the bruises, which are not appearing, mm. which I feel ripped off. I've had this, I've fallen over and there are no bruises yet to, you know, show everyone how Upsetting. serious my accident was. My husband says, oh, she's had a fall. I haven't had a fall. I fell over. However, I might still need to invest in one of those personal safety alarms. <laughs> <laughs> We got loads of prizes on the Triple M prize wheel, and we give you a chance to win every single morning just by calling one triple three five three. We've got money to spend at Brighton's Best Bakehouse. We've got prize packs thanks to Righto the Botlo. Money to spend at Coles, money to spend for the kids, and all you have to do is give us a call one triple three five three, like Nathan from Rokeby. Good morning, Nathan. Good day, mate. How are you doing today? Good, mate. Good Monday. Monday, yeah. Ooh, shocking day, really, isn't it? What are you up to today, Nathan? Just uh, going to work, man. What do you do for a living? Uh, dispatch coordinator for a career company. Excellent. Bit on? You got a bit yeah, on? Yeah, mate. Yeah, always busy. Always. Kids? Yeah, mate. Yeah, two kids. What are their names? Uh, Holly and Michaela. Holly and Michaela. How old are they? Uh, nine and 14. Excellent. Excellent. Pets? You got pets, have you, Nathan? Yeah, mate. Got a dog and a cat wandering around somewhere. What are their names? Around. Yeah, I'll bet you. <laughs> hey, just quickly, Nathan, is the uh, cat a bit of a jerk? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, cats are. Uh, I'm not a cat person. Yeah. Oh, come I didn't, on. I didn't want the cat. 
<laughs> the dog's much better. What sort of dog? Uh, he's a golden retriever. He's um, definitely not a guide dog, though. He was left out of that litter. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, uh, Nathan, what number have we spun up there, Kaz? Are you uh, happy with this? It's number 46. Number 46, Nathan. Yeah, you happy that? that sounds good, man. Yep. No worries. You have won. Let me just go. What number was this? 46. 46. You have won. A six-pack of cider, thanks to Rhino the Bottle-O, your local independent bottle shop. How's that? That's good, mate. Breakfast for Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to get out of it, isn't it? Good on you, Nathan. Thanks, mate. Shout out to Ollie and McCallie, your kids, and your cat, who's a bit of a jerk. <laughs> good on you, mate. Have a good day. Yeah. Cheers, I had a good weekend, Kaz. What'd you get up to, Cheers? Well, I... Initially, on Friday night, I went to Oatlands for the Tasmania Football Club Fabric Series, which was wonderful. We'll talk about that after 8 o'clock with Abby Green, who was there as a former North Melbourne and Collingwood ruck. She's an absolute star. Then on Saturday, I had two options. So we flipped a coin. I could have gone to the Woodsdale Family Day. Yes. Or the Westaway party happening at Westaway, at the Westaway Community Hall. Well, the coin fell on tails and we went to Westerway, ah. which I'm sorry to the folks from Woodsdale. I would have loved to have gone there too, but it was on at the same time, equal distances apart from where we live, ended up at Westerway. And let me tell you, it was a great day. We started out with an ice cream from <laughs> Westerway Raspberry Farm. Ice cream, yes. We took the kids picking berries through the pick-your-own section of Westerway Raspberry Farm. Genuinely good times. Erin took Molly, who was really particular in how she picked her berries and was good at it, whereas Ray and I went one the other way and he just ate them. <laughs> he was just picking and eating them, picking them and eating them. And then we walked a long way. Then we went over to cross the road to the community hall and there was plenty of stuff happening, games for the kids. It was so much fun. And like old school games, they had these little blocks of wood that you ha- and then hoops, like cane hoops, and you had to throw the cane hoop over the top of the block of wood and whatever was on the top of the block of wood, chocolate bars, little oh. knickknacks, as long as it landed on top of the hessian around the bit of wood, you won that prize. And it kept the kids busy for ages. So you, Were you getting competitive? Did you have a go? I wasn't. But oh. my four-year-old Ray, he Molly, our six-year-old, was – Pretty good at it. She won a prize and then went on a merry way. The chocolate bar that she won had nuts in it. So she oh. went back and said, um, kept the chocolate bar for her mum and said, um, I'm actually allergic to peanuts. Can I have the pink pencil, please? Oh, good work. Well so played, they, Molly. They gave her the pink pencil. <laughs> and then uh, Ray stayed there for what felt like hours. As we walked through the gate, they said, oh, there's a lucky door prize. It's free to enter. Lucky door prize. If you're here at seven o'clock, you... You have to be present to win. We're drawing it at 7 o'clock. I said, I don't think we're going to be here at 7 o'clock. Well, we pushed it. We, we, we were close. Oh, but uh, Ray stayed there for ages throwing the rings. There was kids' games, skipping ropes, badminton, tug of war, all that sort of stuff, plus excellent f- community services people. We caught up with the guys from uh, the Taz Fire Service. So hello to Grant Sienna, who's a new volunteer at the Westaway Fire Brigade. Jess and Frank from Red Hot Tips. I'll tell you what, Red Hot Tips, we need to get them on, Rhea. And so well done to Patsy 
Annette and Rob, the Clark family, it was genuinely a great day, well organised, all raising funds for the Westaway Community Hall. Good, Good times. It's Triple M Breakfast. We are talking weather with the Bureau of Meteorology. Good morning to you, Brooke Oakley. Good morning. Well, you know, it's 16 degrees the top for today. I know that for a fact. And I look out the window today here, Brooke, as we look up to Mount Wellington, Kanani, there's a beautiful rainbow. And I look at my watch and it tells me it's the 22nd of January. What is going on? I know. So on the 22nd of January, I'm glad you said the date because 22 is actually the average maximum temperature in Hobart for January. And we're not getting anywhere close today, as you said. Currently, it's 12 degrees outside, but we're only expecting a top of 16 degrees. And that's because we do have cool southwesterly winds that are pushing over the city at the moment. They're also bringing those light showers that we've had earlier this morning. Those showers should clear by the afternoon to leave a partly cloudy day. And I can say it is going to be warming up over the next couple of days. So still below average tomorrow with a top of 20. But we are heading all the way up to 27 on Wednesday. So jumpers today, but then you can put them away for the next couple of days. I want to know why it's so cold, Brooke, because is it it just that southerly breeze that's coming up from Antarctica? Not all the way from Antarctica. It would probably be colder than 16 if it was coming all that way, but it is because of the uh, southerly winds pushing some cooler air up from the south. We have a high-pressure system that's going to pass to the south of the state, and then the winds tend northeasterly by Wednesday. So once the winds are blowing from the north, we start to see some warmer air pushing down. And on Wednesday, it's also going to be pretty muggy. So for anyone with thick, frizzy hair like myself, <laughs> be ready for Wednesday. It's not going to be great. Oh, I like a hair report. I think we need more hair reports. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brooke, so I've got the blow-up pool ready to go. So I'm blowing that up in the backyard on Wednesday. Can I leave it out for the long weekend or should I pack it up? Well, it's going to be warm on Thursday as well, but it could be pretty windy for the second half of the week with some gusty westerly winds. If you really want a pool forecast in terms of temperatures, looking for a week into the future, it could be a hot day next Monday. The issue is going to be the winds. It's, pr- it's pretty hard to keep those blow-up pools down unless you fill them all the way to the top with water. So just watch out for the winds, but temperatures will be good middle of this week and the start of next week. Unfortunately, not for the long weekends. Might need a couple of boulders in the pool as well just to hold <laughs> yeah. it down. Brooke Oakley, all the best with the rain curls today and the frizzy hair on Wednesday, okay? <laughs> Thank you, you that, too. That's Brooke Oakley from the Bureau of Meteorology. Triple M is the text line. You can text anything you like. 0488881073. Kevin Westmoon has sent us a picture says, guess where I is? And it just has a picture of a sign that says rough enough. R-U-F-F-E-N-U-F-F. And I think it's just off the back deck of your place, Kev. Probably in, I'm going to say, Glenorchy. Mm. Or maybe it's West Mooner because yeah. it does say Kevin from West Mooner. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a clue. Barry O sent us a beautiful picture of the sunrise at Cornelian Bay, I think. I think that's Cornelian Bay. you got a fishing rod in your hand there, Barry O. Ah. Says here, I was here with Babs at 5.30am yesterday. Shout out to Babs. That looks good, doesn't it? That's a beautiful picture. Canelian Bay. 
0488881073 is the text line. Send us a picture. You get tickets in the meat trace. Tell us what you're up to, Hobart. We want to hear where you are, what you're doing. And if there's anything on the roads, you can text us and let us know. You are our eyes and ears, of course. 0488881073. I want to see photos of your shops because Tubes doesn't – I don't think you know, realise how good a gift I have with shops. Oh, look, so photos I, of shops. I I don't know whether it's a gift. It's a gift. Oh, it's too early for people. The shops aren't open yet. The shops when you're are... in a shop, send them during the day. We'll get them. Yeah, we will. 488 1073 is that text line. It's Triple M Breakfast. I feel like a lot of people are going back to work this week, Cass. They've had a long time oh, yeah. off. And like, what's the point of going back to work when you've got only four days? Just take the extra four. Yeah, but ease into it. Are you doing any work this week? Is anyone working? I mean, we're working. Look yeah. at us. Let, we've been back at work since the 8th, 8th. of January. Mm. Are you going back to work today, Hobart? 0488881073. Let us know what you're doing, why you've had the extra time off. Somebody said to me on the weekend, anyone that goes back to work before the Australia Day long weekend is a jerk. <gasps> really? No, no, what did they say? Undignified. Undignified. He's undignified. That's a fair... It's chunk undig- of holidays, isn't it? It's a lovely chunk, considering the 22nd of December is generally when everyone went on break. Yes. And to go back on the... That's a month. That's exactly oh, a month ago. It feels like longer, doesn't it? feels like longer. Are you going back to work today, Hobart? 0488 The tradies back at work yet? I feel like tradies generally take all the January off. <laughs> you back at work yet, Hobart? Send us a text, 0488 How are you managing to take this extra time off? Kaz, you've been out shopping. We talked about how you found yourself accidentally shopping on you- Friday, and we'd done the same thing, my family. I took our four-year-old Ray out to get his school shoes, and we weren't accidentally shopping. It was a plan. <laughs> Aaron had to take our six-year-old. We're sort of doing this sub-parenting at the moment where you take one, you take one, and we'll go our separate ways and meet back for lunch. If that works. Yeah, I've only got one, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you, he's playing his own <laughs> attack on, on both the mum and dad. Yeah, yeah, he's playing us both. So you found yourself accidentally shopping. In the city. In the city centre. Our oh, city's a beautiful, beautiful city. Isn't it? Isn't it starting to become more vibrant? I feel. Yeah, yes. I feel like we're starting to get a bit of vibrancy. It's no northern suburbs yet, but keep trying city right. centre. Um, I'm worried about the fashion. I'm worried about being old tubes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. You know, I won't disclose my age, but you know, I'm. <laughs> it, I won't tell you. <laughs> but I I've, know, but I'm not going to tell. I've been around for a long time. <laughs> yes, and I'm, you know, quite the fashionista. I thought, but the clothing is—it's like seriously. I've got these clothes still in storage in boxes in my parents' garage. From from I, I don't. I think we're out of the nineties now. We're in the two thousands. The it's early like the 2000s. jeans are getting lower again. It's the same. Wider? Shirts. Are they flared? Because my daughter Molly will only wear flared tights oh, now because they're back. Because that's the generation, the Gen Zs or the Gen Ys said the Gen Xs only wear skinny jeans and have side parts, and they, you know, they tried to put us down. Yeah, skinny jeans have come back. Well, I never took them off because you know <laughs> you look good in them. <laughs> I thought so, but anyway, so I'm trying to keep up with the young kids in the in the in the city. So mm-hmm. I'm in and out of these young people shops. I can think there's even a Supre back again. Like I went to Supre really? in the 
like Cherry Lane will be back soon. If you're of a certain age, you'll know Cherry Lane. I don't. I, Supre was like that sort of glitzy, glowy, glittery sort of place, wasn't it? It was in so. the Cat and Fiddle arcade there for a while. Yeah. No, uh, no sorry, the Centre Point. Yeah. Yeah, righto. So Supre's back, is it? Well, I think it was back. It may have closed down again. Okay. I don't know where I was. There was <laughs> The music was too loud. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, that that top's too – like, why can't you buy a dress where it has the full dress? It's all got bits cut out of it. Yeah. Which I, you know, put a cardigan Because you love your fashion, don't I you? I do Kat? love fashion. And so I thought, right, I'm going to be up and hip and happening. So I bought a shirt – which I could have just got out of mum and dad's storage because, you know, the same styles back from 2001. Yep. I thought, I'm going to look cool here. I'm intimidated by these young, cool, hip sales assistants. I'm going to pay with my phone. Ooh. I'm not going to whip the old FPOS card out. Have you done to... this before? Not a lot. Right. So I've got the phone out in a big dramatic swish of, look at me, I'm paying with my phone. <laughs> yeah. And... It wouldn't open. So it's facial rec- recognition. My phone wouldn't open. So the, the, the girl's waiting for me to pay. So she's holding the FPOS machine. I'm trying to tap it mm. like a young person. Mm. Won't open. Do you know what I had to do? I had to put my glasses on <laughs> and then pull a face like I was sucking on a lemon to get my phone to recognise my face. So I'm... Clearly going back to lay-by. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. Good morning to you, Peter Forty Ford. Good morning to you both. Good to be back. It is good to have you back as usual. Now, what's happening? We're talking royals again and, of course, the British royals. And, well, she's not really a royal as such. Yeah. But Fergie has had a shock health diagnosis. What's happening there? Yeah, well, we've woken up to the news this morning that Fergie's been diagnosed and treated for a malignant melanoma, and she's had that removed. She's been getting treated in Austria, which worries me a bit. You know, why, if it's so straightforward, why isn't she getting treated in England? But uh, anyway, she's doing what she's doing, but she's gone public with it and has put it out there, so it's not speculation. And this, of course, comes only six months after she revealed she had breast cancer and she had to have a mastectomy as a result of that. But I guess in one sense, it was a, it's a mixed blessing because as a result of the various treatments and recuperation that she was having for that, in the process that they discovered that she had this aggressive form of skin cancer. So that's now been cut away and hopefully they have to now wait for the word to see if it's spread. And, you know, she'd only spoken a few weeks ago about the fact that she'd be given a clean bill of health and she was feeling great. And she also, at Christmas time, got invited to go to the Christmas church service with the royal family. And that's a pretty big deal because she'd been banned from doing that for decades. So she was kind of back in the fold again, if you like. And now she has this new health battle on her hands. Well, we wish her all the best. And, of course, it is an important reminder for everyone here in Tasmania to make sure you are getting your mole scans and getting regular checkups with that sort of stuff. Yeah, oh, that's that's one of the really great things about it, it, it when this happens with a celebrity is you do see the immediate result. I mean, even in the last few days when King Charles went public with the fact that he's having the prostate situation attended to, the on the NHS, which is like the Medicare in England, over uh, there was a one thousand percent increase in people going online to say. 
what's it all about, what do I do, what should I be looking out for, how do I get help? Yeah, always good to see. Now also, the weird award given to Prince Harry over the weekend. Oh, that was pretty weird. I thought it was a joke at first when I heard he was getting this. He's been in, inducted into the Living Legends of Aviation <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> And this is like a thing where people like Neil Armstrong, people who walked on the moon, have been inducted into this. And he even got John Travolta turned up to present the award to him and to induct him into it. And Travolta, of course, really is a diehard, and he's in it. But he's in it because he's restored planes, you know, historic planes. He's restored and put money into it. But, you know, what's Prince Harry actually done that would make him a living legend in the world of aviation. I, don't, I mean, he might do the flight paths for Meghan Markle's broomstick, but apart oh, from that, oh, what else? Oh, well, I guess this purely has to be publicity, right? Well, you'd think so, but to whose advantage? But, you know, I just... If I was him, I mean, who doesn't want to get an award? But you'd have to say, oh, this is a bit silly. I don't really belong in that category. And I'm not doubting that it, that he's you know, flowing planes, but I don't know that he belongs in, in a living legends of aviation category. <laughs> no, probably not. Peter Forty Ford, always good to chat to you. We'll catch up with you on Friday. Have a good one. I've got to give a quick shout out here because I went to Oatlands on Friday night and in fact, we're going to chat with Abby Green, who's a former AFLW superstar who was at Oatlands with me and Jack Rewalt on Friday night to talk all things Tasmania Football Club. We were doing a fabric night. Fabric night. And I went to the RSL. That's where the event was, oh, cool. the Oatlands RSL, which was actually wonderful. Wonderful people there. And I've got a shout-out to Riley in Oatlands. Hello, Riley. Hi, Riley. Who was in the RSL having a few Friday night knockoffs. Uh, Riley Nickel is his name. He works for Ferg Morrison and Nick Weeding. Great footballers. Well, Ferg plays at Brighton, the Brighton Robins. Long drive for Ferg to go to footy training from Oatlands to Brighton, but that's okay. Half an hour or so. Um, <laughs> and Nick is a legend of the ODFA. Mount Pleasant, I believe, Nick Weeding. Uh, hello to you, Nick. But Riley, shout out to you, Riley. I talked to Ferg. Apparently, you're an absolute rat bag, but a reasonable worker, in inverted a commas. reasonable worker. He said he's a reasonable worker. So there Ooh. you go. Shout out to you, Riley, and all the crew from Oatlands in the RSL. I'll tell you what, they know how to have a good time at the RSL. How's that? Because the RSLs are disappearing. It's good to see that they're... That one's going, going strong. Gangbusters. Le- and Lavina, who works at the Roxy IGA in Oatlands. Shout yes. out to you, Lavina. Hadn't seen Lavina for a long time, and I walked into the bar to get myself and Jack and Abby a drink, and I looked across and I said, Lavina, how oh. are you? She misses me. Does she? Because I used to go to all the IGAs, but the Roxy IGA in Oatlands is a ripper too. So shout out to you, Lavina and Riley from Oatlands. Always good to chat to you. If you've got a shout out that you want to give, 0488881073 is the text line, or you can call one triple three five three. Coming up next, you will not believe what happened at the fabric of Tasmania Football Club on Friday night. You will not you will not believe it. It is one of the most Tasmanian things that has ever <laughs> happened ever. It's triple M breakfast. 
the Oaklands event, inviting the community to have their say on what the Tasmania Football Club will look like as it starts to develop, happened on Friday night. I was lucky enough to be there with two of the great Tasmanians, AFL legend Jack Rewalt, and one of the great people and football stars that Tasmania has ever produced, Abby Green, former player at North Melbourne and Collingwood, joins us live. Good morning, Abby. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It is so good to see you again, Abs. How good was Oatlands? It was an experience, that's for sure. Um, I didn't think it was going to end up the way it ended up. Obviously, you witnessed that firsthand, but it was amazing. Abs, you shared a story about your journey to the AFL. Um, It was vulnerable. It was sweet. It was honest. Would you mind sharing that with us again? Absolutely. So um, I started off with uh, playing football when I was 19. Um, Obviously, didn't have the pathway because um, football wasn't around back then in the, my junior days. I'm 27 today, funny enough. Happy um, birthday! <laughs> I know, thank you. Um, yeah, so I picked up a footy when I was 19. I uh, went down to the Launceston Football Club, uh, spent a year, two years with them, and then I was fortunate enough to get drafted to North Melbourne, um, relocated to Hobart, spent a year there, travelling um, to and from Melbourne, played a few games, um, obviously struggled a bit, relocating at a young age. Um, it was a bit tough on my mental health, not having the support system around me as much as I would in terms of family and whatnot. Um, and then I was traded to Collingwood. When I was at Collingwood, I had to spend a year on the sidelines because I underwent my third knee reconstruction, went through COVID, unfortunately lost my father whilst I was over there. So it was a really challenging time for me. Um, and as, as I was discussing on the weekend, I didn't really want to be around football ever again just because it was so a bit of a traumatic time. So I returned back home to Tasmania. Um, I picked up a new passion with coaching. So I was fortunate enough to do that. I've been coaching for two years at the old Launceston Football Club. Um, and we won a grand final last year. So that was a, a big achievement for me. Um, and these community events, I've fallen back in love with Tasmania again and I just love the people, I love the place and most importantly, I love footy here. Abs, it was so nice to hear you share that story about the challenges of ha- being a young footballer, having to move away to follow your dream. And I think essentially that's what it's all about, is trying to figure out how our young, talented footballers can have something to aspire to here in Tasmania. Is that how you felt about it? Absolutely. So for me, I had a dream when I was younger and that was to play footy at the highest level. Um, And there was a lot of challenges that come with that, obviously relocating, having to work full time. Um, And for me, I just don't want other, you know, kids to have to go through that. If they want to stay here in Tassie and reach their highest potential, they can do that. And having that pathway would be brilliant for them. But I also think... um, there's a lot of I've have seen a lot of friends who have the potential to make the highest level, but just unfortunately they can't because you know they're committed here. They can't relocate because they have houses or you know partners, really good jobs. So if we have that talent pathway here and we can you know allow them to reach their highest potential, we're going to see a lot more talent come through the system. Now we've been trying to encapsulate what Tasmania is about, and I wrote down some words, Abby, while we were there. Uh, resilient, passionate, loyal, compassionate, cheeky, rebellious, yep. community, pride, tough, rivals and unique. But I think something that happened 
at Oaklands <laughs> for you has absolutely personified and typified what it is to be Tasmanian. So when you share that story about how uh, the tragic event of you being away whilst your father passed away and struggling yep. with that and having some mental health uh, challenges, I saw some people in the front and mm-hmm. down in the front there was a man down there and I later found out his name was Brendan and his wife yep. Anne were there. Tell us about mm-hmm. Brendan and Anne. So it was a funny story, actually. Um, they obviously knew my last name was Green. So she came up to me. She said, oh, we're Greens too. And I'm like, oh, so you're from around here? And she said, yes. And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. My um, my nan and pop, Dorothy and Kenneth Green, they're from Hobart. She said, you're kidding. I said, what? And she said, this is your pop's brother, Brennan. He's the last of 11. Um, he's 85. And I... I burst into tears oh. because when Nan, Pop and Dad passed away, we obviously all lost contact and being from the North, you know, family gets separated. So I had no idea. And then they told me about their history and my great-great-grandmother, she was on the wall because she was a life member of the RSL and my Pop was over there. Uh, my great-great-Pop was over there as well. He went off to war. So I've reunited with my family and we're catching up in a fortnight and I'm going to go down there and meet the family all over again. How good. (laughs) It was just beautiful. It was a beautiful moment, Abby, and I know that it meant a lot to everyone that was in that room Mm. and just a classically Tasmanian story about how we are are so connected. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter which um, part of the state. We've got some relation somehow, but (laughs) this this is a pretty big one for me considering, you know, that my my father's side um i don't have much of them left unfortunately but now i've got something to hold on to and something that will remind me of dad and my nan and pop because we can all become a bit closer love it abby green thank you so much (laughs) for joining us on triple m thank you very much have a good one abby green there from the tasmania football club you can get involved at believe tasmanian.com.au now kaz every single morning we give away 100 bucks cash it's really the easiest way to earn money. Pretty good. Do you know we timed it once? We timed it to see how much per hour you can earn. Yeah. So it turns out that if you win at Tassie Trivia, the average price per hour is about $1,200 per hour. Well, that's pretty good rate. It's Pay not rate. Too bad. Not too bad, is it? Wow. Should we do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Good morning to you, Liam in Glenorchy. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. What's happening in your world today, Liam? Uh, just back at work now. So, uh, what, do you, what do you do for a living? Uh, carpenter. Carpenter? Oh. Chopping up a bit of timber? <laughs> yeah, just marking out for a little unit at the moment. Are you an apprentice, Liam, or are you a fully qualified chippy? Uh, fully qualified now. you got an apprentice to mark out everything for you then, don't you? Nah, nah, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Can you test your buzzer for us, Liam? Liam. Correct, well done. Let's find out who you're playing against. And all the way from New South Wales is Judy. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Where Welcome. Do we, where do we find you, Judy? Um, I'm at Oaklands at the moment. Ah, Oatlands? Oatlands, yes. Oh. And I'm from up, up at Evans Head in New South Wales. Beautiful. What are you doing down here? Oh, enjoying Tassie again. And <laughs> again. Are you in a caravan park or are you, where, where are uh, you staying? No, no. 
We're in a um like like a campground at Oatlands. Beautiful. Beautiful. It is lovely. Yeah, a bit cool, but that's I I just put more clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this for a number of decades, Judy. I like Tasmania because when it gets hot, there's only so many clothes you can take off, right? Before you get arrested. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> And it's very hot up where we are. Oh, I bet oh, it is. It was 35 yesterday. Yeah, no That's good. Humid. That's mm. no good. Hey, Judy, you've been here a few yeah. times? Three times, yes. Why do you keep coming back? Beautiful Tasmania. There you Everything go. Beautiful. Mm. I think we should put you on the payroll at uh, Brand Tasmania, <laughs> perhaps, Judy. <laughs> yeah. Can you test your buzzer, please? Judy. Beautiful. All right. Three questions. They're all multiple choice. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is answer two of them and you'll get 100 bucks thanks to Creative's $50,000 First Home Builders Boost, which is on now by Creative Homes. Question number one. Which Hobart... This, these might be tough for you, Judy. It's Tansy <laughs> Trivia. Which Hobart Bay will you find in Cat? Is it A, Cornelian Bay, B, Prince of Wales Bay? Liam. Liam. B. Correct. You are correct. Prince of Wales Bay. Well done. Question number two. Two. No, this one isn't multiple choice. So buzz in when you know the answer. Name a Tassie town or suburb starting with the letter O. I am. Oatlands. Oh, sorry. Judy. <laughs> oh, Judy. <laughs> Liam, you buzzed in first. Oak Downs. Oak Downs. Oh. Very good. I tell you what, Liam. Well done. You've won 100 bucks cash thanks to Creative Times. $50,000 first home builder's boost, which is on now by Creative Homes. Well done, Liam. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to come back to you, Liam, because I want to talk to Judy. Judy, you did a really good job. <laughs> We're very, very proud of you. Yes. Really good tale. <laughs> no, well, you almost, if you had a buzzed in first with yeah, the, know. you know. Another question. Hey, have yeah. a lovely day, Judy. Enjoy your time in Tassie, won't you? Yes, we will. We'll Where are you off- till April. Oh, well, wow. that's not bad. The best time to be in Tassie's March, April. Beautiful stuff. Where are you headed, Judy? Um, from here. Um, probably up to Ross. Oh, Doing long, all the beautiful towns. Long journey. Yes, our friends travelling with us love the scallop pies. So oh, they want yeah. to try them and have a look at the sites. So, yeah. I feel like you're almost a local, Judy. Oh, I feel like it too. You know well, where the pies are. That's a local. Yes, well, everyone tells us where they are, so we just ask. <laughs> love it, Judy. You have like a lovely them. trip, won't you? Thank you. And Bye. thanks for tuning in on Triple M. Always. You Thank love you. it. There we go. Hey, yep. Liam, you've got options now. You can either come back tomorrow for 200 bucks, or you can take the money and run. What are you going to do? Uh, oh, Margaret, we'll come back to <gasps> Love it. There's the bell going berserk. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, Liam. No worries. We'll do. You had a pretty easy run, to be honest, so it's only worth coming back. Uh, i got nothing to lose. There you go. That's Liam from <laughs> Glenorchy. We were talking to him on Triple M Breakfast with Kaz and Chews tomorrow. It's Triple M Breakfast. We love hearing from you, Hobart. Good morning to Andrew from Green Valley, who sent us a little shout-out. Sophie, her, his daughter, who's had a great day at the Glenorchy Cricket Club for putting on their annual Northern Suburbs Community Cricket Shield. Sophie was the MVP player for th- round three and got to wear Brett Jeeves's Australian cricket hat whilst playing in round four and was also one of three players on her team to receive the gift voucher from the cricket club. She was the only girl out of 36 wow. players. And that Andrew sent in a picture of 
Sophie, very proudly wearing her Gretna Cricket Club top and a lovely photo with Brett Jeeves, who's one of the all-time great cricketers from Tasmania, played for Australia, and is a good bloke, loves his Glenorchy Cricket Club too. Good on her. She looks amazing. Yes. How proud. And Andrew's a great person too, so shout out to you, Andrew, and the whole family, your lovely wife, Katrina. They are from close to Bothwell. Oh, I met okay. them at the Bothwell uh, Highlands Bushfest. That was a great day. <laughs> I can't wait to take you there oh. next next time. Uh, Shannon from Ranelagh. Thought he'd send this cool artwork through from Huonville. Lovely bit of artwork. Some uh, black swans on the Valley Hub. Beautiful. Love to see what you're up to, Hobart. 0488881073. Send us a picture. And David from Melbourne says, I've managed to wrangle another five days off before returning to work in Melbourne. Can't wait. The Jackies had a great result on the weekend, by the way. Cheers, David. Yes, they did. They win? They certainly did. Is that a great result? Massive result for the Jackies. They played the Melbourne United side who are on top of the ladder. We spoke to Scott Roth on Friday after he signed on for another 12 months as head coach of the Jackies. And he talked about the importance of that game and instilling some belief to the Jackies. There are a couple of players out for uh, for the Melbourne United, a couple mm-hmm. of their good players, but it doesn't take anything away because the Jackies gave them an absolute bath. He is here for another three years. Yes, that is correct. He's here for another three years, but it was an extension of that extra optional year that he signed on for. So that's massive for the that's Jack massive. Jumpers too. It's a massive atmosphere out there. Huge. The place is absolutely heavy. Hmm. Goes off, doesn't it? It does. I've been a couple of times. Hmm. Only once this year. Very loud. You were lucky. Because people talk about how to get tickets, how hard. You can never get tickets, never get tickets. But you were lucky. You got, you must have. Just the right place at the right time. But I had to go from super quiet and and well-behaved tennis behaviour to the the jack jumpers. It's one extreme to the other. Yes, you bought your tickets too, didn't you? You must have logged on at the right time. Logged on somebody... at the right time. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you because that's like my little. That's little how secret. I got tickets to see some team called Carlton play the week before the grand final. You baggers, go you baggers! Isn't that story of Abby Green finding her great uncle and her great aunt in a room where she went to talk about football, and her great grandmother, great great grandmother. Yeah, great-great-grandmother was up on the wall. It's unbelievable. It actually gives me goosebumps. She was obviously meant to be there in that town at that time to tell that story that she was comfortable telling at that time. Yeah, it it was beautiful. It was really a lovely moment, and I think everybody in the room felt special. mm Everybody, because it was unbelievable. I didn't. I got to tell some of the stories. I, I might need a break tomorrow where I tell the stories that happened up there. Some of the stories were just so funny, <laughs> of the football stories for the Oatlands uh, Fabric of Tasmania Football Club community event. It was great. Great show again, Kaz. How are you feeling about being radio? You're into your third week as a breakfast radio host. How do you feel? It's great, isn't it? Learning a lot. Are you? No. <laughs> I'm looking at our beautiful city 
out the window and looking at rainbows. But apart from that, I'm looking at YouTube. Well, you're doing a wonderful job, Kaz. I, I hope you continue to enjoy it until you're ready to retire. That's basically <laughs> a message to the bosses. Yes. <laughs> Have a great day, Hobart. Remember. Be kind. And treat yourself. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.